Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Live now every week on Fridays. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host, Jason Melendez. Live now every week on Fridays. Talking Junk. A multitude of professionals in different aspects, different walks of life. You have to come on and talk junk like a normal person. Welcome to Talking Junk. Sorry about that. I'm not sure why the intro played twice. Technical difficulties everywhere tonight, which is partly the reason why uh, Talon won't be joining us tonight. However, we have a wonderful guest for you, Miss Ayana Davis. How are you tonight? Ayana, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Oh, hi. Hi. I thought the connection got lost for a second. Can you hear me fine? Yes. Can you hear me? All right. Yep, I can hear you just fine. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing just fine. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, this is like the, the part I hate most about interviews. Um, anyway, my <laughs> name is Ayana. Um, I'm an autism advocate, and I'm an artist, all types, um, digital art, mixed media, uh, performing, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, you're also on the spectrum. Yes. So how, how did how did you uh, kind of get into the advocacy? Because I know you said uh, you wasn't diagnosed at a young age. Um, the advocacy came about um, just when I was trying to learn about myself. Um, I saw that like black women weren't really represented. There was nobody speaking up for us. So it was harder to get answers. Like everybody on the spectrum is different. So like nobody's case is gonna be the same. You're not gonna be exactly like the next person. But like, I didn't really know where to start. So I just started doing my own research for myself. And I just started posting about it and um, got a good response, which I was surprised. I was like, why is anybody listening to anything I have to say? Like, cause I'm not an expert. I'm just learning about myself. So even though I don't think anything happens by accident, the advocacy, it came by accident, but because like now, like I, I have to know how to speak up for myself. When did you find out you were on the spectrum and what led you to try to figure out if you were? Um, well, nothing. Well, nothing let, led me to led me to like try to find to try to get diagnosed i was diagnosed i'm i'm looking at my dad because he um he came up with the dates and so it was like like 5 years ago so i was in the hospital for other things and um i wasn't connecting to my doctors sometimes i wouldn't even talk to my doctors i wouldn't tell them like if i was in pain or, or if anything was if anything was wrong. So like, it was hard for them to treat me because they didn't know what my symptoms were, if I was feeling well or unwell. So um, 
they decided to to bring in a team. I don't know what this type of therapist or specialist is called, but they decided to bring in a team to give me a full like um, psychological evaluation, even though autism is a neurological disorder, um, like a psych team did it. And um, they came back, my treatment team sat down with me and my dad, and um, they were just like, has anybody ever told you you were on the spectrum? And I said, it was mentioned very casually to me by like a regular therapist, but we never did anything with it. Like I just moved on with my life. Like I just put it in the back of my, my back of my head and just like moved on with my life. And um, like that's when I learned. And um, but even then, when I learned, it was like they told me I was autistic, but didn't do anything to help me. Like like contain it if that's the word you're supposed to use or um treat it so it was just like okay here you go you're autistic bye go home how would how does one treat autism um well since there's no cure they treat symptoms um like i take ritalin which i didn't know was a controlled substance until recently i didn't know that like people was getting high off of it because it doesn't make me high like so i take i take (laughs) I take Ritalin, um, and for me, it helps me focus. Um, and then there are other types of drugs. It's just like helpful, like your nervous system. Like some of my meds, like um, work for like double things because like one of my seizure meds is also uh, um, like a med to keep you calm and like help with help with depression. So they that they treat symptoms, and um, you also can go to different types of therapy, um, CBT, DBT, and all you can do is treat it, the symptoms. Now, people's symptoms or characteristics, they all differ from person to person. Yeah. So one one medicine may not work for another person mm-hmm. on the spectrum the way it works for you. Yeah. And you have to go through a lot of testing to figure out uh, how to how to get the right dosage to treat you? Um, well, it, yeah, you do. I'm going to try to explain it. It it took like a few different cocktails, a few different mixtures, a different kind of medication. It was like, I felt like a guinea pig. It was like, okay, we're going to try this, give it five weeks to get in her system. If this don't work, bring her back. We'll put something else in her system. So that was like, that was like a tough time. Like we're, we're still trying to get it right as far as like the medication goes, but who knows if we ever will, because some things are just the way that they are. But um, yeah, it was a lot of different medications. Even though symptoms vary from person to person, uh, is this pretty standard for everybody? Um, I'm not really sure. I know a lot of people who are um, diagnosed as a child, they get into like early intervention and um, they put, put them in ABA therapy. Um, I don't know if they give them, well, yeah, they do. They give them meds too, but um, it it differs from person to person. Some people don't take meds at all because that's their choice. Uh, Is there any advice that you could give a young parent with a child uh, that's on the spectrum? Um, To find what works best for the child and what you notice about your own child that makes them comfortable and puts them at ease. Like if you feel like they might need like a drug prescribed, talk to your primary care doctor, see what they say. If you don't like what that doctor says, please go to another doctor. Don't just accept what the doctor tells you. 
And um, if you don't like, like the first therapy oh, they usually get. Watch your language. I'm sorry, that's my <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> the first um, therapy that they usually, I'm surprised I didn't lose my train of thought. The first therapy they usually give young children is ABA, and a lot of people don't like that therapy. Take a child out and put them in something else. So that's what I would tell somebody with like a younger child. Do you yourself have a lot of experience with uh, people that are on the spectrum? No. <laughs> Not at all. Like I, I didn't meet like it really anybody until like when I started um, when I got on Instagram like a year and a half ago. Like that's when I started meeting like other people who had autism and black people who are autism, black autistic black women. So no, like as far as like I don't have any like autistic like friends or anything like that. So I didn't have any experience with it. It was it wasn't something I really heard a lot about because like I said, like black women aren't the face of autism. When you think of autism, you think of little white boys, like you don't think of little white girls, you think of little white boys. So I didn't know. I would like see the word places and hear about it here and there, but I never had like experience with it or heard a lot about it. So when did you start becoming an advocate? Um it, like I said, it was it was an accident, but about a year and a half ago, um, just when I was learning things for myself, um, seeing that there was a, 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 there's a big autistic community, but there's not a big um, autistic community for people of color. Um, so I just started giving my opinion and speaking up on what I felt was right, what I felt was wrong. And that's how it happened. So you've done a lot in the year, huh? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things that you've done on your journey so far? Um, well, I have a book coming out this fall. Um, I illustrated another book for a different author. Um, I do like I do like artwork for different causes. Like I do artwork for like police brutality and um, you know people who have lost their lives to. Um, at the hands of the police. Um, I've done a lot. I don't know. I I don't know. I've done a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, are, what, what are some of your favorite things that you've done so far? Some things that you may not have seen yourself doing in any other light? Um, speaking to um, parents who have young children, um, like Black people, and telling them that like um they like to follow me because like it gives them hope for their child because like i never like thought of it that way like when i started i never thought that anybody would look at me and be like okay you give me hope for my child so like hearing stuff like that um is not something i ever expected but like those are things that warm my heart are you finding it difficult to try to change uh the face of autism as you put it um, well, I'm not trying to change it, but I would like it to be more equal because, um, like if they don't know you're there, they can't help you. So like people need to know that black women with autism are here. Um, the medical industry, they're biased. Um, they won't, they won't try to help you as much as they can. If you're black, like if I was white, they'd be doing flips and all types of stuff. But, um, I just want people to know that we're here and that like our voices matter and that um, you can't judge 
one person and be like, well, this is how everybody that's autistic is. Uh, I, I have a young viewer out there. Uh, her name is Christina. She said she has a three-year-old autistic daughter and she would like your Instagram. It's phenomenally autistic. Phenomenally autistic. We'll put that up on the screen just before we uh, we get out of here. Is there any advice that you would want to give her? Um, just pay attention to what she likes, what she doesn't like. Um, because like if I find with myself, um, being a child, um, it was easier for me when I was like, just allowed to be myself. Um, not too many people in my face all the time. Um, you have your own language. Yeah, like your own way to communicate. Um, so just to learn, to learn her daughter's way of communicate, communication, which is easiest for her. Mine was art. Mine was drawing. That's how I communicated. That's how I still communicate. Some days I won't say two words to people, but I'll be like, <laughs> I drew a picture, <laughs> but that's all I'll say. So she has to learn, like you know, her daughter's language. I'm sure she knows it, but and just what what makes her most comfortable, and. Um, as far as like professionals, um, I would say again, see and be treated by who you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with somebody, even if it's just like one red flag, please leave that place and go somewhere else. So comfortability is a big key. It is because um, being uncomfortable or like, uh, it can cause like over sensory, which can cause meltdowns. And meltdowns are hard to contain once they start. Um, a child or adult can like self-harm, they can hurt somebody else. So like meltdowns are like something that you should try to avoid at all costs. Although some can't be avoided because it might be, it could be like April and it could be caused by something that happened in January. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are there any particular ways that you should deal with a meltdown? Uh, just make sure the person is not um, hurting themselves um don't try to restrain that's dangerous and remember that they're not rational so don't try to rationalize with anybody having a, a meltdown and also um know that the meltdown doesn't reflect the person having it like it, it does it says like if if i have a meltdown and i curse you out that's not really me cursing you out like it doesn't like reflect who the person is hey i'm a puerto rican from the bronx if you curse me <laughs> out it's just another day in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christina said she agrees with the meltdown. Her daughter has a lot of them. Her daughter, she said, is three. So is there anything that you could recommend for a three-year-old to try to maybe ease the meltdowns a little bit? Um, what helped me was music. So she can try music or, like, if she has, like, a favorite TV show, she can maybe Coca play Melon. that. Yeah, play that. Oh my God, buy a Coco Melon, get them on nerves. Oh, but anyway, it gets but... on mine too. <laughs> um, she can try to play the show low in the background because you know sometimes noise may not help. But music, music is a good way um, to help. If she has um, noise canceling headphones, that may help. Well, that's that's I've seen a, that used on a lot with a lot of uh, people on the spectrum. The noise canceling headphones. Yeah. <laughs> And it's more to drown out the, the background noise. Can The yeah. noise-canceling headphones, do you recommend her playing the coca melon inside of them or just leaving it off? Um, if the, like, it'll, she'll still be able to hear the coca melon song playing, but it, it, like, gets rid of all the background noise. 
Okay. Like all the oh, he's rid of all the overwhelming things. Now, is there anything that you learned along the way that you think would help somebody else's journey just starting off? Because I know you're you being uh, the pioneer in trying to bring uh, more minority faces to the the spectrum world. Uh, you have to be looked up. Uh, looked up upon with with a lot of people so is there any uh advice you could give somebody that would like to start a journey just like yours um just do your research and do what feels right for you um because like things that i may be comfortable with you may not be comfortable with so you just have to like do what's best for yourself and um if you have somebody that you can trust like friends or family um, you can see what they think and if there's any way that they can help you. So, like, you know, it, it depends on the person. But I would just say do what feels best for you. But learn as much as you can because it'll Where help you we... understand yourself better. Where can we see you do your thing? Uh, everywhere. Um, I'll start from the top, but it's the same everywhere. YouTube, Phenomenally Autistic. TikTok, Phenomenally Autistic. Uh, Instagram, phenomenally autistic. Uh, Twitter, phenomenally autistic. So I'm on everything, I think. And everything is phenomenally autistic. Yes. Okay. How did did how did you come up with that? Um, well, because like the word phenomenal doesn't pop into people's head when they hear the word autistic, and I wanted to change that. So that's how it came about. Is the uh are do you have those shirts on sale? Uh not yet. But not soon yet. I have I have every color, but <laughs> <laughs> so you styling over there and you leaving <laughs> us here with just just these lovely talking junk shirts. We need some phenomenally autistic shirts. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'll be sure to put that on the website once it comes up so you guys can uh go ahead and be phenomenally autistic too. Now, just before we get out of here in a little bit, um, is there anything that you think we should have covered that maybe I might have missed? Um, no, I think you asked some good good questions. Thank you. I, I try a little bit. I try a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> what, what do you yourself like to do for fun? What do you try to ease yourself with besides the art and besides trying to change the narrative around autism? Um, I like to um, like take pictures of nature, like of like trees and flowers and um, yeah, you said besides the art, but the art is like the number one thing. It is something I enjoy because I do art therapy and I do that every day. But um, yeah, I like to go out with my friends, like the pandemic just like messed up Killed all my everybody's vibes, Yeah, right? like, so I haven't seen my friends in so long, and I be I be feeling some type of way about that. But you know, I like to go out with my friends. Um, I like to see my cousins, and um, I got a new nephew. I like to be up in my nephew's face. So um, I just like to love up on people. And I'm sure they they love the love. Um, <laughs> Christina wants to know when your book comes out in the fall. When can uh, where can she purchase it? Um, it will be available on Amazon. Perfect. And if and I, she follows me on Instagram, um, that's where she can stay updated about it at. Well, we're going to pull up your Instagram in just a second. 
just a second. <laughs> See, I usually have some people out here helping me. I usually have. I know it's okay. <laughs> a co-host to take over while I'm doing these things. Where are you? And there you are. Let's share your page here. I'm slow today. It's okay. Take your time. Like me, I don't like being rushed. Like rushing me is a is a very big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it could go very wrong, huh? Yeah. All right. So here is the Instagram page. So get that out there. Everybody go go get a new friend. <laughs> Look at that. You've, she's been really busy. She's been doing the podcast circuit. Here you are on a magazine cover? Yeah. <laughs> Autism moms are beautiful. Yeah. Phenomenally autistic. I love and miss my mom. Aw. That made me sad. Oh, don't be. <laughs> uh, I'm always sad. Well, you need to find some things to do to cheer yourself up. Ah, that's what my kids are for. Okay, well, then you're not sad. <laughs> so you've been making the rounds, huh? You've been yeah. doing a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's been your favorite interview so far? Um, I don't have a favorite. You like to try to be nice to everybody. You love to spread well, the Well, because like, everybody has like that. a... Everybody has a different style of interviewing. There were a few that were a little bit more challenging for me just because of the way the questions were asked. Oh, I made those. They're cool, right? <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Yes, they are very cool. <laughs> those are hand-painted freestyle. Now, can we expect um, some of these designs to be on your shirts when you come out with them? Um, people can get customs. Like, If you want a custom right now, you can contact me and I'll do a custom for you. And have you done a lot of customs before? Yes, I've actually been a part of like so many fashion shows with my customs. Is this artwork yours also, or, or yes, are these... that's mine. Oh, so you drew all of these? Yes. Wow. Very talented. Thank you. And do you do just do uh, clothing, or do you do portraits as well for people? Um, I do like cartoons and portraits. They can get it like in my style of drawing or they can get it like in like a standard style of drawing. Um, sometimes they'll want their face on a shirt. So I'll put their face on a shirt. It, it's the, the possibilities are endless. I love that. Now let's, let's hit that link tree. See what else we got in here. <laughs> More than one magazine cover. Oh, if my internet will do it. So you were on Inspire also, the cover. No, I wasn't on the cover of that one. I was on the cover of um, Autism Moms Are Beautiful. I was just featured in Inspire. Well, to, to do all of this in a year is very, very, very mind-blowing. Thank you. You've been a busy woman. We should yeah. all take a, a, a page or two from your book and learn a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> Sunshine said, that's amazing. Thank so you. If, Thank you, Sunshine. 
If you want, with the last couple minutes left, maybe we could take some questions from the audience. If you want, fine with me. Junkers out there, do anybody have any questions for Ms. Davis? Because I'm pretty, pretty sure you see she's a busy woman. Time is money, people. Uh, what's what's the kind of vibe that you like when you're uh, when you're chilling with your friends? Because I know a lot of uh, like you said. It depends uh, on who I'm with. Like, it depends on who I'm with. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that, that, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so do you do you like the loud scene though? Can you can you be in clubs and listen to um, the loud music? I've I've been to clubs in the past. It's not my thing right now. Um, I like to go out during the day just because like the, I'm on a lot of medication and after a certain dose in the evening, I ain't no good and y'all ain't gonna have no fun with me. So I like to do <laughs> things <laughs> I like to do things during the day, but like um I like to try new things, so it just like really depends like on who I'm with. Like I have this one friend, and um, I haven't seen her in a while, but I'm gonna see her in a few weeks. And um, we went like to the aquarium, and that was the first time I had been to that particular aquarium. And um, like she's like me, she likes to do new things, so it it depends on who I'm with. Do you ever get shy around certain people? Like the audience is shy around you right now. Uh. No, I'm not a shy person, but um, I probably, like, like if I saw you, like, in person somewhere, I probably wouldn't talk to you. Like, um, I probably, well, I know I wouldn't, like, look you in the face and just walk up to you and introduce yourself, myself. It's the, it's um, the beard. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, my dad has a beard, and I've been trying to get him to cut it because I don't like it, but he's, he's, he's <laughs> talking about getting a whole bunch of compliments, but um, it. I'm I'm not shy, but I'm not the type of person to just walk up to somebody and start a conversation. Is it intimidating for you? Um, it's hard because like um, I'm trying not to make the other person uncomfortable because sometimes you know, being autistic, we might have ticks or um, stems that make people uncomfortable. So it's it's more of me trying not to make the other person uncomfortable which makes me uncomfortable, which I should not even do that, but it's it's a habit that I'm trying to break. Now, what what are you hypersensitive around? Um, right now it's like been like a, a lot of noise, just like going out in public, like even going to the grocery store, like all that background noise and the voices and stuff. And the pandemic did not help because, you know, now we're going back into the world, well, maybe because cases are rising and all these it's about to shut down again yeah <laughs> all, <laughs> all these covid family members popping up but um noise is hard for me um i have sensitivities to light sometimes like i'm on, i'm in a ring light right now but i'm okay so um it, it, it's probably just noise it's mostly noise mostly noise so are you more of a nature person do you like to get out into nature and do your thing um, no, because I'm not like trying to go in the woods and then like see a bear and no, I'm not. <laughs> you sound like my daughter. Me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are some of the things you're looking forward to in the future? Um, I'm looking forward to just continuing on my journey and learning new things and um, seeing what changes can 
come about in the autism community for African Americans and you know black black and brown people. And before we uh, end on a high note, let's uh, let's get three things right now that you would change tomorrow if you could about the stigma around autistic um, persons. People. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would change this, I would change the stigma that black people can't be autistic. That would be one. Two, that autistic people cannot feel empathy because I'm very empathetic. And that three, um, all like this is like probably sounds like it's a joke, but re people really think that like all we do is like play video games all day and I don't play video games at all. So I would, there, there's a lot of stigmas that I would change, but those would be like my main three. Well, it's, it's not, it's most people, like you said in the beginning of the episode, a lot, all arti autistic people are different. So yeah. what they cling on to is much different. Like your niche is your art. Another person's niche may be math. So it, it, it just all depends on what your interest is. And I know a lot of people with autism, once they find their niche, they become the master of that mm -hmm. niche. And you, my dear, have become the master of your craft. Thank and you. you are on the way to showing just how phenomenally autism really is. So thank you. Thank you very much for, for gracing us with your presence. We, we have to have you on another show. All right. Oh, looks like we do have a, a question before we close out. It says, what's the best way to communicate with my granddaughter? She doesn't talk. Um, if she knows sign language, maybe you can try to learn basic sign language. If she doesn't know sign language, um, how old is the little girl? I believe she's three. Um, Sunshine and Christina are mother and daughter. Oh, okay. The best way for me, like, uh, when I was that age, communicating with my grandmother, was just giving her hugs and sitting with her and watching TV shows with her, um, dancing. So just things that you don't need to be able to speak to do. Now, there are programs on the tablets and phones now that yes. you can give to people that uh, are nonverbal and they can Yeah, they have that. like the words, different words, and you just point to what you need or don't need or want or don't want. Yeah, so do you recommend something like that or can something I do. like that be I, I, I live I live for my iPad. I recommend that as an adult. So I recommend that for her. <laughs> and we recommend you go and check out everything phenomenally phenomenally autistic. <laughs> Please uh, click on to her Instagram, make a new friend, click on to her uh, link tree and go through all her content. Make sure you listen to every feature she's been on. Uh, again, thank you very much for, for coming you. on. It was a pleasure, and we'll be in contact soon. Hopefully, okay. we can get you on another show. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Ayana, again, thank you. Have a great thank night. Thank you. Good night. Welcome to Talking Junk. I'm your host.